And now back to Rainbow Bright. Welcome to Brightcast. Thank you for downloading. My name is Katie Carty Hiley of RainbowBright.net. And I'm Renee Stowe of RainbowBright.co. Yay! Hey, we're back! Hope everybody had a wonderful, happy holidays. And we're sorry we've been gone for so long. Did you miss us? Of course they did. <laughs> but even Rainbow Land needs a break now and then. <laughs> I like to think that Rainbow and the Color Kids hibernate for the winter. <laughs> yeah. That goes, again, I, if you see the Rainbow Bright and the Star Stealer movie, or you see any of the episodes, it's always spring, so yeah. there's no telling what they what they do. Some Color Kids may have extra special duties. I imagine that Lala Orange, Red Butler, and Canary Yellow really love the fall. Yes. And Buddy Blue maybe does some ice stuff in the winter. <laughs> I don't know. We could go over <laughs> several Rainbow Bright stories that actually do address these things. Uh, the British one, actually, the British books uh, did specify uh, winter seasonal changes like the Rainbow Bright and the Blue Lake, which was around turning a lake from green to blue. Apparently, this is something that happens in Britain. I never heard of it. And then uh, making Twink feel special by making everything white with quote unquote snow. I thought that was sweet because he was lonely because he was yes. the only white sprite. <laughs> but we've been hibernating. Yes. So <laughs> we're coming out of our rainbow color caves to do another episode. What episode number is this? I don't even know. Oh, shame on us. 19? Is it 19 or are we up to 20 yet? I was just looking at this. Yes, this is 19. Episode number 19 for February 2016. Oh, boy. It can get somewhat confusing when you think of official episodes versus mini cast versus specials. You know, technically, yeah. technically we've done over, over 20 bright cast minis and specials. Yes, definitely. Uh, I love the fact that during this time when, you know, we're away doing holiday things and you're all away doing holiday things, people are still finding the time to find the rainbow. And I want to thank all of our new listeners. Thank you for downloading Brightcast. Uh, the Brightcast Facebook page just seems to be getting lots of new visitors and lots of new likes. And thank you. And we got a new voicemail from one of those new listeners. Uh, yes, we have a voicemail from me and Nicole Johnson. We're going to get you right to that message, and we'll be right back. Hi, Renee, Katie. I enjoyed your podcast. I was watching the book of you talking about the Christmas book in French. That was awesome. And all the Christmas albums. The only album I had was Paint a Rainbow in Your Heart. I had that record. I listened to it all the time. And my favorite thing is Pearl in the Pit because the animation is so great. And you see Rainbow use the orb on this episode. And I really like the way the pitch looks and how it has more power. I thank you for keeping Rainbow Bright alive. I have Starlight and the new Starlight, the new Twink, and the new Rainbow Bright. I just enjoy your podcast. I just listened to it today. Thank you. Yay! 
so much for leaving us a message, Mia. That was so sweet. And I've loved seeing all of your posts recently with your new dolls. Um, yeah, it's just great to have new fans in the fandom and be able to interact with you guys. So thank you so much for leaving us that voicemail. Yes, it's always fun finding the rainbow. So keep looking for the rainbow. Start chasing them. They're fun. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, the first thing uh, that we probably need to address is over the new year, uh, rainbowbright.co.uk did a name change. Uh, it's still, the co-uk is still there. It still works. It still functions. It's still being maintained by myself. But the uh, the domain uh, is also connected to rainbowbright.co, which is the name we're going to be going under uh, now um, for, you know, several different reasons that I'm not going to go into. But, <laughs> but it's uh, still the same wonderful, fruity, sprite-tastic rainbowbright.co UK. Uh, still bringing you lots of information from around the world. Yay! So if you uh, if you are confused by that, don't be. It's still me. We're still here. Uh, but I did want you guys to be to know about that. Yeah, didn't want to confuse because you've been saying Rainbow Bright Code UK this entire you know twenty whatever episodes we've done, and then I was like, people are going to be confused if you just say RainbowBright.co. <laughs> so now you know, same site, different branding. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of the idea can go from uh, Truffle Shuffle. TruffleShuffle.com uh, is where you go to get these wonderful 80s toys and merchandise. But it's also hosted through the UK. So you have TruffleShuffle.com and CoUK. So uh, to me, they're one in the same. And so if you think of RainbowBright.co and CoUK, think them as one in the same. We're just going to drop the UK sort of. But we're still here. I don't know. That sounds random. <laughs> I had, intro has sounded random. <laughs> I haven't had enough caffeine this morning, and you know what? A lot of these podcasts now, we're not since we've been doing this for so long, and we've become a little bit more relaxed uh, talking to you guys, talking to each other. Um, expect yeah. these uh, podcasts to be a little bit more spontaneous and relaxed, not as strict as they used to be. So, if you find a couple of random spots where we're chilling. That's why we're just becoming more comfortable with you guys. And thank you for joining us. I kind of want to imagine us like we're all sitting around in our little color castle, you know, drinking our tea and <laughs> just having a rainbow. I love that imagery. <laughs> yeah, I wish the fans could talk back to us real time. But even through messages on Facebook, Twitter, emails, voicemails, all of that, it feels real time you know when that comes through it's like oh sweet people are still listening and thinking of us and wanting to participate so we love hearing from you guys and um writing back and you know starting that conversation as much as possible i would recommend however if you guys are interested in us doing a specific live stream at any point you know, you have to show us interest first. So, you know, tell us if you want us to do a live stream and maybe we can ar arrange that sometime so that we can have a, a little bit of uh, live entertainment. <laughs> that would be fun. Yes. <laughs> so how about I do some follow-up notes real quick? Um, I was just, you know, in getting prepared for this episode, went back and re-listened to our last one, which was from last October around Halloween. And... 
some things have happened since then that are related to Halloween that I thought were interesting. I just wanted to stick those in real quick. Um, first of all, I always love it when celebrities dress as Rainbow Bright or get Rainbow Bright tattoos and things of that nature. Um, because it's not just, you know, run-of-the-mill people who love Rainbow Bright. Even celebrities love Rainbow Bright. And at Halloween, there was one, I be- I'm not sure I'm going to pronounce this right, but I think it's Behati Prinsloo. She's a Victoria's Secret angel, so she's a model, and she's married to the lead singer of Maroon 5, Adam Levine, Um, but she dressed as Rainbow Bright for Halloween last year, and she looked so cute. I just absolutely loved her costume. I would love to know who made it, because it was excellent quality, and the style of it was just adorable, so she pulled it off great. (laughs) I loved seeing all of her pictures. She obviously had a lot of fun with it, so if you haven't seen those... um, We'll probably put a link in the show notes to where you can find some of those images. Uh, So, yeah. Thank you, Bahati. You're awesome. And you look great as Rainbow. There are tons of those pictures that actually got posted on Instagram. And one thing that RainbowBright.org does, which is is tied to catalog some of those. So you can check the org. Maybe you can have a page just for celebrity photos on the org. I don't know if there are enough to fill up the whole gallery with them quite yeah. yet, but that's a good idea for the future because I've definitely thought of branching or not branching out, but making subcategories under the categories eventually because some of the galleries are really full of pictures now, uh, especially the cosplay and the fans sections. There's like over 3000 pictures in each of those. Um, so I might start doing some subcategories like vintage fan. So it will be all photos from the eighties um, as opposed to more recent fan photos of people in their rainbow bright t-shirts and things like that. And then cosplay. Yeah. I, if I get enough of them, I could have celebrity cosplay and just regular cosplay, etc. And children's cosplay as opposed to adult cosplay. Yeah. There are definitely some categories that I can stick in eventually Um, but that's going to take some time. So (laughs) I'll get to that one day. But, um, but as I was updating rainbowbright.org over the Halloween season, which is, it's always a very busy season for pictures going up online because people are posting both flashback images of themselves dressed as rainbow bright for Halloween when they were a child. And then people posting recent pictures of them dressed as, as rainbow bright for present day Halloween. Um, but there were so many this year that I actually counted because I was just curious. And I got over 400 new cosplay pictures and over 50 throwback or flashback pics um, from Halloween's of yesteryear. So that's 450 pictures just from Halloween 2015. That's amazing. <laughs> so Rainbow Bright is still very popular, very loved. And it's times, you know, that those times of the year when we really see that come to life. And I was just thrilled. I mean, it was a lot of work, obviously, going through all of those. But I, w- I was having a blast the entire time going through all of your pictures. It was every single one made me smile. So thanks to everyone who posted your pictures on Instagram and Twitter and Tumblr and all the places, uh, Facebook, etc. Because that was just fantastic. We love seeing you guys dressed up. <laughs> And one other thing I wanted to mention, because I thought this was so funny, in that last episode, we were talking about the BuzzFeed quiz and how I was sorted, or not sorted, but I was told that my personality matched Shy Violet, Mm -hmm. and I was saying how weird that was. 
And then we were talking about the Pottermore quiz and how back in the day it sorted me as a Slytherin and I hated that. And I was waiting for the quiz to come back so that I could try again. And it did come back just in the, in the last few weeks. And I am now officially a Ravenclaw. Yay! But that's funny too because Ravenclaws are supposed to be the smart, wise students. Those are the like where the intelligent people are typically sorted. Um, Hermione was a bit of an outlier. Like she would have done really well in Ravenclaw, but she had the bravery of Gryffindor. So that's, I think, why she was put in there. But the fact that I'm now a Ravenclaw and that coincides with Shy Violet being the intellectual, I just thought that was hilarious timing. So maybe my brain is growing or something. And <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but I took the quiz like three times again to make sure that it was right and I got Ravenclaw every time so that's that's my new house and I'm sticking with it <laughs> uh, there I actually would be curious to what house you think other Rainbow Bright characters would be in that would be cool mm. Red Butler's definitely a Gryffindor yes. he is all action and just let's do it let's mm -hmm. get out there um hmm yeah Shy Violet I would say is Ravenclaw Canary Yellow's got to be Hufflepuff because, well, it's yellow. And <laughs> she's just so, she's just kind to everyone. And she's just so happy and uplifting. You know what's um, sad? Um, I didn't post this. My original Pottermore quiz, I was Gryffindor. And I was mm -hmm. very proud to be Gryffindor. And I redid it just once. I haven't done it three times, so I'm not sure what else I would be. But I, <laughs> I my, my retake, I got Hufflepuff. Okay. I've actually seen a lot of people getting Hufflepuff oh. lately. It's apparently like the year of the puff. If you listen to the Harry Potter podcasts, oh, like God. everybody wants to be a Hufflepuff now. Those are the cool kids. So yay. That's a good thing. <laughs> I think well, JK Rowling last year even wrote a little article about how awesome it is to be a Hufflepuff. Well, because so that's a good thing. They've had videos about, you know, the different houses on YouTube that basically parody, you know, the, the different houses and the characters and the type of personality style you are. And the Hufflepuff gets the short end of the stick. Everyone just like, I'm a Hufflepuff. <laughs> and I'm sitting here going, well, I'm a Hufflepuff. <laughs> but uh, I don't know if I were to take the quiz again, if I would get the same. Uh, some of the quiz questions were similar to the ones that I took when I was a Gryffindor. But a lot, yes. of, a lot of people are getting like this major personality flip because all of a sudden they aren't getting the houses they originally got, which is really strange. I think there were more Although questions the first time that you, you tested to get a house. In the there could have been. But another theory that I've heard that would make sense, because back in the original Pottermore, you would get sorted into a house, but then you could also play games and you would earn points for yes. your house. Yes. So there were these competitions mm -hmm. to see which house could get the most points. Um, so there's a theory that the site was weighted because it wanted to put an equal amount of people in each house. Mm -hmm. So the house that put you in, I mean, it, some of the... Some of that came from the sorting quiz, but I think it was also trying to find, okay, so Slytherin doesn't have enough people in it today. Let's put a few more in Slytherin. So I don't know how accurate it was. Like I don't think the Pottermore staff has ever admitted to that, and I don't know that they ever would, but it makes you wonder because it was all always very even, the number of people in each house, mm -hmm. and that, 
I don't know how accurate that was. Yeah, a lot of people, uh, even celebrity-wise, like the girl that played uh, Luna Lovegood, she thought that she was going to be sorted in the same house as Luna because that was her personality. She was Luna, but when she got sorted, they put her in a different house, and she was like, what? (laughs) And Rupert Grint, same thing. He got sorted into Hufflepuff. (laughs) And he's supposed to be like the epitome of Gryffindor, along with Harry Potter. So, yeah, it's really funny to to hear those celebrities do the quizzes. But, yeah, I went back to Harry Potter land. That's what I call it. You know, the Wizarding World of Harry Potter in Florida. Got my Ravenclaw robes. I got a Luna Lovegood wand because she was a Ravenclaw. And if I were to be like any Ravenclaw, it would be like Luna because I'm totally that quirky, hippie, out there type of personality with my rainbow hair and (laughs) the silly things I wear. So yeah, I was like, okay, if I'm going to get anyone's wand, it's got to be Luna's. So that was a lot of fun. But yeah, it would be interesting to sort the color kids into all the houses. (laughs) That's a cool um, comparison. (laughs) The next thing you know, we're going to have fan art of... Oh, I would like that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, the next thing on our list since we went through October was November. And this past November was a very, very special month because it marked the 30th anniversary of the Star Stealer film. Now, originally, we are still planning, though it did not get done this time, but we are still planning on doing a audio commentary to the Star Stealer film of us watching it. So you can start the track, kind of like how they do with riff tracks and everything, and you can hear us comment on the Star Stealer film. Uh, that will be a very special bright cast, so look for that in the future. Remind us, because we yes. forget. <laughs> It's on my list. I won't let us forget. (laughs) That'll be a lot of fun. But also during that month, a lot of other people wanted to share their Rainbow Bright and the Star Stealer memories. And so we're going to go over quickly a few things about that. Uh, The first we have here is an article, all of big life, all the big life lessons I learned from Rainbow Bright and the Star Stealer, which was an article by Jill Layton. How do you say it? Layton, I think. Jill Layton which is on hellogiggles.com. And that was actually posted by, oh, Zoe Deschanel. She posted a link to that on her Facebook. So I thought that was so cool. So maybe Zoe is a Rainbow Bright fan too. I believe it. (laughs) Yep. Thanks, Zoe. But that was a really cute article. I liked it a lot. Yeah, we will, of course, again, include links to everything we discuss on thebrightcast.com for this episode. So make sure to look in the show notes for a link to these articles. Uh, the next is a very special friend of the cast. <laughs> yes, indeed. Kenneth Mogan, who has been in a past episode with us, did a special Rainbow Bright and the Star Stealer 30th anniversary article for his blog on the Huffington Post. And it had an interview with a special someone. Miss Bettina Bush. Ah, we love you, Bettina. Bettina is awesome. She took some time to answer his questions about like her memories of the filming of that uh, of that movie, the voice acting and so forth. And she had some really cute things to say. It was so sweet and just I loved her memories um, and the the 
happy feelings it gives her to remember that time. It wasn't like a stressful thing for her. It was a lot of fun. So yeah, I would love that he included that. Thank you so much, Kenneth. That article was amazing. <laughs> and I know they got a lot of traffic too, because especially Huffington Post is a super popular news site. So that, yeah, it got shared all over the place. So I was really happy that Star Stealer was getting that much attention. Because even there may be some kids from the 80s who only ever saw the movie. They may mm-hmm. never have seen the show, but the movie was on VHS. You could rent it. You could buy it. So a lot of kids were exposed to Rainbow Bright just through the movie and can, you know, sing all the songs and quote lines from it. <laughs> yeah, and where rather... Rainbow Bright was on a TV show. Star Stealer was actually played on HBO. It was played on a lot of the movie networks back then, too. So you had more exposure to Star Stealer. Very good point. And we, of course, love it and think it holds up fantastically to this day. And I know a lot of 80s parents are, you know, showing that to their kids now. And a lot of them seem to love it. So, yay, keep doing that. You can still see the Star Stealer film on YouTube through the Warner Brothers YouTube channel. Um, you can rent it via, I think there's a, lots of little video uh, places like on Amazon and I think even iTunes has it, at least in the States. So you can rent mm-hmm. it uh, digitally to stream on your computer. Yes. Yeah, we were really hoping they were going to come out with a new 30th anniversary DVD or Blu-ray or something. And sadly, no. No. So for now, all we can do is guide you to where you can rent it um, through streaming services. Hopefully one day it'll be back on, you know, Netflix or one of the services you're probably already paying for. But until then, at least it is available for rent online. But I really want it back on physical media. I want a Blu-ray. (sighs) maybe one day I want a decent blu-ray but unfortunately there are many many titles of shows that were released in the 80s and the late 70s that have still yet to get into their own media I mean you had uh Elf Herself uh the Charmkins uh the uh Dream Dreamcatchers were they Dreamcatchers Dream Moon Dreamers, Moon Dreamers. Um, oh, gotcha. Yeah, that don't have not been released in any kind of medium yet, and I. Hmm. It, it also reminds me of the fact that Rainbow Bright here in the United States still has not been released either. But there are also several other, you know, they were out there. They got really popular, but they didn't get much else. I mean, the Hug a Bunch. Why don't I have a Hug a Bunch DVD yet? <laughs> right. Agreed. That movie is amazing. Yes. And that's all it was. It didn't have a TV show. It had a special. And I love the fact that they actually did a behind the scenes which showed how they created everything at the end of the tape. But we still don't have our DVD and nothing official. And Rainbow Bright at least did get our DVD 10 years ago. I remember the first image that ever popped up of it on Amazon actually showed two discs, which was so misleading. (laughs) Right? (laughs) We were hoping for more. (laughs) Where is our special content? It had like a game or two, but yeah, not much. (laughs) But uh, for the Star Stealer anniversary, uh, I did create... A couple of the pages, the first three pages, 
of the Rainbow Bright comic. Now, the Rainbow Bright Star Stealer comic book that was released with the movie premiere was licensed through DC. And uh, for something fun, I took screen caps from the opening scenes and I recreated them for everyone to enjoy. So you can find those on uh, my DeviantArt page and uh, there's al they're also up on my Facebook uh, for rainbowbright.co. Uh, so again, I'll include links to those so that you can see them. And if you guys want me to continue the comic, let me know. Maybe I can do another page. <laughs> those are super cute. I really, really like those. I appreciate the, the feedback I get because I had a few, you know, spelling errors and, and everything that I was able to correct in the final draft. Thanks to some people who saw my original and was like, hey, that doesn't need to be there. <laughs> Ah, cool. Good catch, people. Good yes. catch. As much as we try to be perfect, we we just can't be. So, <laughs> yeah, anytime you guys can correct us or give us more information that we might be lacking, we are all for it. Please don't be shy. Yes. That's awesome. Now, because November is right before Christmas, it is time to keep an eye out for anything new. So that's when they send out advertisements and flyers and, and things. And again, we didn't get anything for Star Stealer. So our, because that's what we were hoping for. We were hoping that maybe they'd come out with the Christmas rush, you know, that we'd have a, a DVD and we didn't. But we did get some other things. Indeed. And we had just been talking in the October episode about how they had not been advertising at all. And we were a little concerned or just like, hmm, that's odd um, that they weren't advertising in any like kids comic books or magazines or on television or anything like this but very soon after that episode they did start advertising first just in their emails because hallmark if you sign up for their email list sends out emails once a week or once every couple of weeks and sometimes they'll have special deals and so forth or, the, or they'll just be uh, telling you about new stuff that's coming out so they started there and then yeah they sent out a mailer so if you have one of the Gold Crown Rewards cards, which it's a free thing you can sign up for if you go to a Hallmark store. You may even be able to sign up online. I'm not sure. But if you give them your address, they'll send you these flyers in the mail that are advertisements. And they also have coupons in them. So they're a good thing to have because the coupons are actually pretty darn good. Usually it's like $5 off or $10 off and it can really add up. But yeah, there was a super cute advertisement in the November mailer. They also have email newsletters they send out, too, if you include your email address. And some of them have been including some art there, too. Yes. But the one in the November mailer was my favorite because it was a little girl laying on her bed with Twink and Rainbow Bright reading the book. And she had, like, rainbow pillowcases behind her and all this. Oh, it was so cute. It was precious. <laughs> <laughs> really reminded me of something you would have seen in the 80s. Mm -hmm. And it took up. Maybe not a full page, but it took up almost a full page in that flyer. So, and I think it worked. I mean, they were selling these dolls like crazy around the holidays. They could not keep them in stock. So, yeah, that was fantastic. Yes, and it. I was calling stores and they were all sold out or they weren't sold out, but they were had waiting lists. It was amazing. And people were sharing these images. They were getting in their emails and in the flyers. And they were posting them on Instagram and Twitter. Like, oh, my God, I didn't know this was out. And yes. 
<laughs> I love that these casual fans who don't have their fingers on the pulse of Hallmark to see if Rainbow Bright is coming back. I love it when they discover it and then they just flip out. I love it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> or they're just walking in the mall and they walk by a store and there's a big display of Rainbow Bright dolls and they're like, what? And yeah, taking selfies with the dolls and everything. It's so cute. I Yeah, I absolutely love that too. It's like when you're walking down the street and you're wearing a Rainbow Bright tee and someone just stops you going, oh, I love your shirt. <laughs> yes. <laughs> just want to give them a big hug. Thanks! Rainbow Bright fans are the best! So yeah, it was early November when the 16-inch Rainbow Bright doll finally came out in stores. And then she was available online for about a day and a half uh, before Thanksgiving. Um, I just, yeah, I saw her available online because a lot of people were saying they were going to their stores, but they were already sold out. They were on the waiting list, but it was taking too long. And or they didn't have a store near them. So they were having trouble getting her and they kept waiting for her to show up online. And she finally did. So I posted it. But then yeah, day and a half later, she was sold out. So it didn't last long. Um, but then over Thanksgiving weekend, they had, you know, they had like Black Friday deals kind of thing going on, where they had all of the Rainbow Bright items, or at least most of them, maybe not all, but were 20% off, they were having a sale. And so a lot of the stuff sold out during that sale as well. A bunch of the itty bitties, larger dolls, etc. Which, again, says really good things for the brand that they were selling so well. Although I know it frustrated some fans who were trying to get a hold of these things and just kept striking out time and time again. They would always go to the website just after it sold out or just get to the store after someone bought the last one, something like that. Um, and I think by Christmas they were pretty much keeping up with demand. There may still have been a few people that were trying to get them as gifts for people or for themselves that were still having trouble. But I think by Christmas, they definitely were doing a much better job of keeping them stocked in stores so that people were able to get their hands on these awesome dolls. Yes, it was definitely a treat because when the 2009 Rainbow Bright came out and it was released, the was it the day after Christmas? It yes. just yeah. it, and it was like, come why? And then now you had it you had at least the stock available and I love seeing the pictures of the racks of just lots and lots of rainbows and the Christmas day of the parents who were saying, My children and husband helped me with my childhood by getting me Twink Starlight and Rainbow. I was just like, Oh Yes. There were even some videos of people like our age that their significant others got them one of the new Rainbow Bright dolls and they just flipped out because they were so like they were crying because they were just so happy to have this thing that so reminded them of their childhood. And those were just so touching. Like it made I was getting teary eyed watching them. <laughs> they are so like, oh, cute. That's so sweet. Yes. And the doll, I do not have her personally. But I've seen her in pictures, and she does look very, very cute. Yes. Like, that. I think that's what we were suspecting when we were talking about her before she came out, was that she was going to look better in person. And she absolutely does. Once I got her in hand, it was just like, oh, you're precious. <laughs> and I was taking some pictures of her beside the old... 18 inch doll from the 80s just showing how similar they were um obviously some differences too with the head mold but um 
all in all, very similar. And they even made some improvements to her outfit because the color bell and the stars and the stripes on her boots and things like this are all printed on the fabric. So they're not going to be falling off in 20 years like we have with the Mattel dolls. Uh, and the, the dress is that still that crinkly, shiny, iridescent material. They just did an amazing job. I really think with those dolls. The only thing you have to worry about with the printing is that they don't end up like the old Rainbow Bright Sprites whose faces would peel off. I'm not sure Which if ones? it's the same fabric. The Sprite dolls, the hand sprites that would come Oh, with the I see what you're saying. Have you seen the ones that like have no face? Yes, I have. Mm-hmm. But that was like a very plasticky material. They're in the new Rainbow Bright dress, it's not like that at all. It's good. I don't know what exactly it's made of. It's probably more like polyester or something like that. But no, I don't think at all there's any chance of it rubbing off. It's just printed. It's okay. it's almost like it's just part of the material. Good. Uh, I don't know how to explain it, but it's not like a sticker or a a raised print or a, a screen print. It's nothing like that. It's just on the material. Good. Uh, I just wanted to check that because, again, I don't have one. So I'm not sure about, like, please let the fabric good. All right. Fabric's good. I'm happy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, they did a fantastic job. But the Rainbow Bright uh, doll was an amazing find for the holidays. But they also came out with more stuff. Now, did this come out around the holidays, too? The Jumbos? Did this come out back yes. then? Yes. Um, oh. She started – well, she first showed up in Canada – Actually, at the very end of November, on the 29th, a fan posted a picture of her in a Canadian Hallmark. And we were all like, what? She's out already? Oh, my God. So I started calling my local Hallmarks and bugging them every couple of days. Is she there yet? Is she there yet? And she wasn't. She was taking forever. Um, And I started calling even other stores in my area because there are a lot around um, the Triangle here with Raleigh Durham, but every single one I called did not have her. Um, but I didn't call every single store in the area because some I would just look at them on the map and I would assume, oh, that's not a very populated part of town. That's that's not going to be a popular shopping center. Surely they wouldn't have them. So I called the corporate store again, the one out in Greenville, North Carolina. That's like two and a half. Wait, two hours away? Two and a half? I don't know. Several hours away from here. Because that's where I got my Rainbow Bright t-shirts and mugs and things like that last year when that stuff came out in the corporate stores. And they did have the jumbo. So again, I trekked all the way to Greenville and back to get my jumbo. And then found out after the fact that one of the hallmarks in my area that I did not call already had her. So it would have been like a 30-minute drive instead of two and a half hours. But whatever. I I was happy to get her. And it was a pretty day for a drive. So yeah, why not? So, yes, so she was actually out by Christmas as well. So that was impressive. I was uh, I was afraid that she might be held back for whatever reason and wouldn't be available for Christmas presents, but she was there too. But not all the stores. But then after that, we also had the cute little clippies. Oh my god. I want one. Yes. <laughs> They are really cute. They're just like mini itty bitties. They're they're itty bitty itty bitties. I know. I'm sitting here going, 
Well, when you first mentioned, when we first were discussing the EDBDs and other merchandise that we wanted to come out, I'd actually seen little keychain things that look like certain figures and cartoon characters, but they were flat little keychains, but they were kind of made out of fabric. Yeah. So I thought that's maybe what you were talking about. And then they actually came out with these miniature EDBDs, and I was like, oh my God, I want them. <laughs> They were so and I've seen a lot of people putting them on backpacks and purses and all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Well, one thing I was, I was worried, I was going to not worry, but I was wondering if they would do, especially at Christmas. Did you see the actual itty bitty ornaments? Yes. <laughs> they made glass itty bitty ornaments. I'm saying, wait, why would you put a glass itty bitty ornament? Why would you just put an itty bitty? <laughs> especially these, the little clippies have been so cute. True. They would, yeah. I wonder if people did use them as Christmas ornaments. That wouldn't surprise me, because they have a little loop on their head. Yes. And one thing about the itty bitties or the clippies that I think is adorable, it reminds me of those um, charms and stuff where you just want to like trade mm-hmm. and collect. I think Aww. they're so cool, and I wonder if they're going to do other characters. Right now, they have Rainbow Bright and Twink. But yes. That would be cute if they did other characters. I would be all for that. (laughs) And then, so yeah, that got us up through the holidays. And I hope that everyone that wanted one was able to get one of whatever doll or dolls you wanted during that time period. And the book. So I know the book was on back order for quite a while. um, Couldn't get it online. So that may have been the hardest thing to get, actually, for the holidays was the book. But I think most people were able to get the dolls they wanted. I hope, anyway. Um, but after the holidays, you know, they were basically running out of the first batch of dolls they had produced. So they started producing more. And typically you wouldn't know this with dolls because most dolls on the tag, it'll just have a year on it. Um, and sometimes it's not even the production year. A lot of times it's just a copyright year. So for Rainbow Bright stuff, it would just say copyright 1983 and you would have no idea when it was actually produced. But because... At Hallmark, they actually put a month and year on their dolls. We know exactly which batches they're from, and we know that they're making more than one. So after the first batch ran out, I went into a store, and it's not like I had heard about this and was specifically looking for second batch dolls. I was just in Hallmark talking to you know the lady that works there and just rummaging through their Rainbow Bright dolls because... That's fun to do. And I noticed that the tag on the back of it was different. Um, I think it was on Twink, the big Twink that I originally noticed it. He had this gray, silvery gray tag that just said Hallmark above the tush tag. And I was like, wait a minute, what is this? And then I started looking at the actual tush tag and on his hand tag. And it had November 15 instead of, I think it was, no, was he September or was he July? I'm already forgetting which month some of these things were originally produced in, but it was definitely not November. So this was a new batch. And since like, after finding him, I went through the rest of the dolls and I found Starlight, the big Rainbow Bright, the Red Butler Indigo four pack, and the Rainbow Bright and Twink Itty Bitties, all from November productions, production runs, whatever you, you want to call it. And then even since then, I was, again, at Hallmark, looking around, and I found a December twink. This was probably a month later. So, and I another fan said they found a December rainbow. So they are on the second, even third run of some of these dolls now because they keep running out. So I think that says a lot that 
they're having you know such high demand that they're having to keep making more to keep up with it. I think that's fantastic. Indeed. I remember the first time that I uh, my store got the Rainbow Bright birthday card. It was a five birthday card with the, the 2009 rainbow on it. And I was like, oh, mm-hmm. this is an old card until I flipped it over and I saw a current year. It was February instead of, it was February of 14, I want to say, instead of uh, like 2009 or something. So that was the first time I realized that Hallmark actually months and dates their stuff. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> um, which is cool, but also makes a neurotic collector like myself crazy and poor because I have to buy all of them. <laughs> no, you are not. I am. I've bought every single one. <laughs> so I have all these duplicates now because they have different months on them. <laughs> Oh my! I'm probably goodness. the only person doing this. I realize, but it makes me crazy. And there are some very, very slight differences sometimes between the different months. So the November Twink, his arms are loose, and one of them kind of flops back, and it doesn't look that good. Uh, but then on the December Twink, it's corrected where they're stuffed the correct amount again and they're a little tighter or sewn on a little tighter so they're sticking up again so that's another reason i think that i'm getting these variants if you if if you want to call them that i don't think they're really variants but um the different months because yeah there's some small differences and with the itty bitties they're getting better at making their antenna stand up on top of their head Because the first ones, like the collector's edition or the special edition ones, and then the first few that came out, the the first four-pack and the four loose ones, um, all the sprites had that issue where their antenna were either leaning back or leaning forward, or one was back and one was forward, or one was up and one was down. It was really hard to get the stars to stay up. But these newer ones, they're staying up by, by themselves. They look great. So I don't know if they changed something or if they just changed how they ship them to the stores. Maybe they were just getting crushed in shipment before and they decided to do something different so that didn't happen. I couldn't tell you. But yeah, so I I want all of them. (laughs) It kind of reminds me of the collectors that actually will buy multiple Rainbow Brights from the Mattel line because one was made in Taiwan, one was made in China, one was made in Spain, one was made in... Yeah. Yeah. I used to try to do that and I just gave up. <laughs> it's just, there's so many and yeah, you, you got to draw a line somewhere. And I probably will draw a line eventually with these different month dolls because I'm just, right now they're kind of taking up space that's not being used by anything else. They're kind of placeholders. But once I get new stuff that needs that space, they're just going to end up in a closet because they're just duplicates. I don't need to display all of my duplicates. Um so I don't want a closet full of duplicates either. <laughs> but yeah. I mean, I think it's cool when people have collections of, like, we know a guy in France that has um, a bunch of the boxed Rainbow Bright dolls from different countries. So those are interesting to look at the differences of. It'll have the name of the character in different languages. Or it'll say, you know, under Rainbow Bright, it'll say Iridella or Arco Iris or whatever from whatever country it's from, because they have different names for Rainbow Bright. And sometimes it'll just be laid out slightly different on the box, 
or like I think there's one from Brazil where the box is white instead of yellow. So those are interesting, but just getting loose dolls with different countries on the back of their head. No, I, I don't have time for that. <laughs> there was actually, uh, I remember a long time ago, there was a photo comparison of the way that they painted the eyes. I mean, just the way that the different companies would paint the faces. Uh, really? Yeah, because one of them, like the, the eye was almost, to be honest, sloppily painted because it was blurred. But it's just how that factory painted painted the faces. But uh, interesting. But yeah, and then there's the uh, the different sources of fabrics, and I know mm-hmm. I've said it before, and it was a real eye opener for me when I was told the only thing that specifies a variant is the price and cost of materials. That's what causes variants. They change uh, yeah. a ribbon on. I remember there's a whole thing about Buddy Blue having a specific uh, ribbon pattern to his cuffs and his shorts on the Mattel oh, yeah. version. I forgot about that. And then there was another one where his legs are longer in certain ones. And then there's the whole debacle over the red bottom rainbows. <laughs> yep. <laughs> the star shoes and the non star shoes. Oh. Well, yeah very, very i'll pick very, those up very, occasionally <laughs> but that's not high on my list of things to go after mm-hmm. but, but right now since they're available in stores and i'm not having to like go to ebay and search through auctions to find the different months that's one reason i'm getting them just because they're easy to get but it is uh, getting pricey so there's the trade-off oh my goodness ebay ebay is some of these people putting stuff up on ebay are just why? <laughs> Prices <laughs> are astronomical. Yeah. Ugh. That's just mean. I know, especially when you can go on Hallmark.com when they're available and just order them. Yeah. Mm. But that's just preying on people who don't have the time to research the research it themselves. Or they see this thing and it says, ooh, super rare, super hard to find. And they just take it at face value instead of doing their research. So, yeah, I don't approve of people who prey on fans like that. Not cool. Like the limited edition ADPDs. That broke my heart. Yeah, big time. That's why I've been hanging on to mine. Because I still have some that I do want to sell to fans. But I was waiting for the hype to die down and those crazy prices. Because I... I would not have been able to, in good conscience, charge somebody over $100 for a tiny itty-bitty. That's just silly. Eventually, they will they may all be worth that, you know, down the line. But I don't think right now is that time. I do like the fact that they are continuing the itty-bitty line with more characters. And some of the characters that were in the limited editions are being released now. Because all the limited edition was was Rainbow and some sprites. And the new sprites that are coming out are nearly identical except for the Sparkle Bottoms. Uh, mm-hmm. And they, I, I like the fact that they are continuing other characters. And I can't wait to see who they come out with next. <laughs> I know! Well, why don't you tell us about the one that just came out? The new four-pack. Oh, yes. Uh, the new four-pack. Are you talking about the Patty and the Buddy? Yes. Okay. Yes, they did release a Patio Green, Buddy Blue, Champ, and Lucky set, which was available online, and it's also available in stores if you can find it, so you might want to call your store ahead of time. It is interesting to me that they're not really releasing them in a pattern. I mean, 
Indigo and red is like the end of the rainbow. Okay. And then Buddy Mm -hmm. and Patty are like the middle. So it's it's like, well, who's going to come out next? Yeah. That's a good point. You would have expected Shy Violet to come out with Indigo, but Indigo came out with Red. And who's next to in, who's next to Shy Violet? Buddy Blue, but Buddy Blue came out with Patio Green. So ah! <laughs> You're keeping us guessing. Well, because also if you if you keep them in the box and you want to display them next to each other and keep them in their display boxes, it, if it's not in a full rainbow pattern, it's gonna bug me. <laughs> display them together because indigo is with red and buddy is with green so shy is going to be by herself or she's going to be out of order (laughs) yep (laughs) that's why i'm having to buy two of all the sets so i can open one and keep one in the box so yeah i can display some in order because you're right it drives me crazy as well (laughs) and they came out with these checklists so they had the checklist online of the itty bitties for 2016, but also in stores now you can get a physical little paper fold out checklist of itty bitties for 2016. And in that it had the ones from last year that we already got. And it had the buddy Patty lucky champ set before it came out and the clippies, but that's all it has as far as rainbow bright. So I was talking to the lady that works at Hallmark and I was like, is this really a complete checklist? I mean, it's only January that they they have already planned out the entire year. And she said, oh, no, I already know about several others, not Rainbow Bright, but other like Star Wars characters that are coming out that are not in the checklist. So if you see that checklist, don't take that as the gospel truth for the whole year. There most likely will be more that we just don't know about yet. And they're just waiting to announce that. I don't know if they're waiting to make sure the demand is there or they're just waiting to keep things interesting. Uh, yeah, I don't know. But I'm really hoping and crossing my fingers that we're going to get more Color Kids and Sprites later this year because they just cannot stop now. You just can't. That would be the meanest thing ever to start giving us Color Kids and not complete the set. I know it's heartbreaking because of the 2000 releases where they only got red Lala. No, you get Lala. You got red, uh, canary yellow, patio green, and rainbow. And yeah. that was it. And that was it. Oh, it still bugs me to look at those dolls and not see the other colors. <laughs> so I'm, I'm keeping the faith. I'm keeping hope alive. I think. The, the others are probably coming at some point because we only have four left that we need. We need Lala Orange, Canary Yellow, Shy Violet, and Spark, the yellow sprite. Because we already have Shy Violet's sprite and we already have Lala Orange's sprite. So they could do another four pack, although that might look weird with three color kids and a sprite. So they may do a couple of two packs. Um, I've seen those done with Star Wars characters. So maybe they're going to do it like that or maybe there will be some more loose itty bitties don't know well then we also have starlight we need and we need murky and lurky and we need stormy moon glow and yep. pink yes at the very least and brian and the dark princess and waja <laughs> yeah the dark princess <laughs> and orin all the characters yes and onyx <laughs> oh my god i want an onyx so bad <laughs> and uh sky dancer yep Sunriser. Yep. 
Yeah, yeah we, we need a four pack of horses. Yes, just a, we just need a stable. It needs to be the shape like a stable and have all of the <laughs> kind of like that My Little Pony stable thing they used to have back in the yes. <laughs> I love that idea. Because, yeah, the backdrop in the new four-pack with Patty and Buddy is the exact same backdrop as the one with Red and Indigo, which is just Rainbow Land, which is fine. Um, it's cute. But it would be cool to, yeah, if they did other characters like that, to change the backdrop and make it something more suited to those characters. Mm-hmm. I love that idea. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Murky and Lurky could be in the pits. And yes! And it, it, it could come with a special... Murky could come with like a cauldron (laughs) for all of his little potions. (laughs) And I want more big dolls. Now that we've gotten a taste of those, I want more. Like, especially, I would love more sprites in the style of the big twink because he is so adorable. And I would love more large dolls. Or if they want to do more like the 12-inch dolls from the 80s, I'd be totally cool with those too. But just more characters. Puppy Bright and Kitty Bright. Oh, that would be adorable. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. (laughs) And they could be itty-bitties too. How cute would they be as itty-bitties? Uh-huh. And then um, I still want a color castle wall hanging for my (laughs) itty-bitties. You're going to stick that into every episode from now until you get it, aren't you? <laughs> yes. I think it would be cool. You remember how um, Hallmark, uh, because they had the license for Harry Potter, they actually re- released these uh, scene uh, boxes where it was a sculpted sculpture of a scene from the books, like Catching the Keys and the Meeting of um, Going to Diagon Alley, and they were in boxes so you can take them out of the box or you can leave them in the box. And they were Harry Potter scenes you could buy at Hallmark back in the day. And oh, I, I, actually, I actually owned some. Uh, I sold all mine when I sold all my stuff back in when I moved. But I think it would be awesome for them to do that with Rainbow Bright. Make little Rainbow Bright scenes, our favorite scenes. Make little displays like little snow globes or something with the scenes in it. That would be awesome. That would be adorable. Like a little rainbow land. Love it. Want it. Need it. Kind of like how, you know, they have, you have those Christmas villages that you can make by buying houses and sits. You should make a rainbow land by buying every color kid would come with like a house or a dome and a sprite and you could just like make your own rainbow land. Yes. And little sprite houses. Yes. And then the pits would be the last thing. Anyway, I think it would be cool, but that is something more adult that an adult fan would like much more than a child. I think child-wise, coming out with the itty-bitties and the books and everything, it's on the same wavelength, but these, the books have got to improve. Yes. Just saying. Yes. Yes. So we've gotten two new books since our last episode as well. I do think we need an Um, anthology which has all of the old books in it. That would be awesome. I would love that. Yes. Just a hard box anthology that included all the original Rainbow Bright books. Love it. Mm -hmm. Want it. Yeah. So we got Help Me Save the Rainbow, which is a book geared toward like preschoolers. So it's for kids learning their colors, maybe learning how to read because it's very basic 
words and it's about color. <laughs> it tweaks on the cover. <laughs> yes, and Twink is on the cover. Massive, huge Twink face on the cover. <laughs> and that one is really cute. A lot of the the illustrations are like black and white. And basically what you do is in the story, it tells you to tickle the sprite to turn it yellow. And you turn the page and then it's yellow. Or then it will tell you to hug the book to make one of the sprites turn blue or whatever. And then you turn the page and the sprite's blue. So it's all these cute little things for the kids to do to interact with the books. So they feel like they are making these things happen, but at the same time they're learning colors and words oh. uh, without even realizing it. Why can't this be an actual app? Why can't this be an app for your phone that you can give to your children? That would be oh, that adorable. Would be cute. Because they yeah. did that with Charlie Brown. They actually released a Charlie Brown book. It was an audiobook. Uh, a couple years ago on Amazon. You could download it for free. It was so cute. They should make a, a digital version of this that kids can actually tickle. And they could like shake the phone. Yes! And that would do something. <laughs> ah, I like it. I like that idea. Hmm. And something you can give your kids to play. Yeah. No, I'd be all for that for sure. And I actually did have a fan who's a preschool teacher comment on my Facebook page that she took the book to her class and read it to them and she said the kids loved it they were all over like tickling it and hugging it and twirling and jumping and all the things she yeah she said it went over really really well with those little ones so I think they did a great job on that book um I really don't have any complaints about it it's just it's for little ones so don't expect a big long story or to find out something new about Rainbow Land or the characters it's it's not for adults or for the long-term fa- or long-time fans necessarily to learn anything new. It's just a cute little thing for toddlers. But they need books too. We got to get them introduced early. So <laughs> yes, this is perfect for that. And I love that it's interactive. And Kids love interactive stories. Yes, totally. Yeah, when I first heard the word interactive, I thought it meant it was going to make sound or light up or something like that. So when I got it and I started reading it, I was like, Am I supposed to actually do these things? <laughs> I was standing in the store, like, tickling the page, <laughs> thinking something was going to happen. Then I turned the page. I was like, oh, okay, I'm just a moron. <laughs> but I just didn't know what they meant by interactive. So with that particular book, it's fake magic, we'll say. It's, it's magic in your mind, which is perfect for those little ones because they don't know any better. They think they're doing all these things, and it's, it's great. But then the, the second one, Rainbow Bright and the Color Kids Caper, is interactive in the sense that it makes sounds and you touch it to make it make different sounds and to say different things. And I like that part. Let, let me talk about the, the things I like about the book first, because <laughs> sure. I really don't like it in general. Um, but I do like the interactive part. The voice acting, for the most part, is really good. There are a couple pages where the things they say or the way they say it is not my favorite. But overall, I think they did a great job casting the people who did the voices and the people who did them did a great job overall. We don't know who those people are, sadly, because they are not credited in the book, which that's just, that makes me sad. I would love to be able to tweet these people and say, hey, great job, but we can't. Um, but anyway, I like that part. I like the whole swiping your finger on the page thing. That's just neat. I had never seen that before um, in a book. So, And it said something about that being trademarked. Sorry, it makes a sound when you open it. Um, 
Where did I see that? Well, it does say patent pending at the bottom. Um, now, the overall having to touch this book and swipe things with your finger, which is very much, again, like I think an app would want to do. Uh, I'm thinking the continuous doing it, depending on how many times you did it in the book, it was really going to damage the pages. Yeah, I'm worried about that myself, especially with little kids who usually have dirty hands. That's just going to get gross after a while. And it kind of interferes with the artwork because you've got this big yellow arrow over top of a character. So, yeah, it's visually it's not as pretty because, yeah, because the arrow is covering artwork up. Um, now, if they actually had a, a plastic sheet with the arrow on it over the artwork and you actually swiped it on the plastic page then that would protect yeah. your artwork. But that'd also probably be more expensive. And I don't know, because it, it, you told me it goes by the heat of your hands. So I'm not yes. sure if the plastic would interfere with that. Yeah, it's hard to tell. It's hard to say. And one of my complaints is just about the storyline itself. But I thought about it afterwards, because I've done some review videos since our last episode. And one of my reviews is of this book. And... I was mentioning how the story bothers me and some of the plot line is just, it makes too many assumptions. It doesn't give you enough information, but I'm wondering if there is a finite limit to how many pages you can have in one of these books and the swiping things still work because yeah. on, you have to bear down kind of hard sometimes. Um, especially if your hands aren't really warm and I have that trouble a lot because my fingers are always cold in the winter. Uh, but if you, Warm your finger up. Sometimes even still, you have to bear down kind of hard for it to work. So there's probably a limit to how many pages you can have before it just stops working on the first pages because there's too much paper in between where your finger is and the device underneath that's detecting that movement. So that might be one reason the story is feels a little truncated. Like maybe they would have put more into the story if there had been more pages available to put more story into so that's yeah so maybe i shouldn't blame the author too much that might not have been under her control um under her control as to how many pages long it could be she may have just been told it can only be this many pages go and she had to make a story that fit in that format so i'll give her a little bit of, of a break there although there's still a couple of things in that book that bother me to no end like the magical rainbow rope that just Pull, you know, gets pulled out from behind Rainbow Bright's belt that comes from nowhere that has that's never ever been a power of hers and just like what like when I read that just went what I'm actually going to start referring to that as Rainbow pulling a She-Ra <laughs> yeah exactly that's how I described it in my video because that's what She-Ra would do with her sword she could turn it into different objects and then turn it back to a sword but that's that's She-Ra that is not Rainbow Bright I love them both, but they are two completely different characters and I don't want them mixed. <laughs> Agreed. So that's not cool. And the whole banana peel thing to loosen up sticky goo. Nope. Nope, nope, nope. That makes Kids no are not sense. that stupid. <laughs> it makes no sense. So yeah, that there are, are a few things story-wise that bother me about that book. And then the artwork, I'm... I'm over it. I can't. I just can't even anymore with this illustrator. I'm sorry. We need a new illustrator. Uh, 
He's done three now. It's time to give somebody else a chance. We've had three different authors on these three books, but Jack Pollan has been the illustrator on all three, and his art style is just getting not getting worse. It's just it's staying the same, and it's it's bothering me more and more the more I see it. Um, those thick lines, the shading or the lack thereof, the weird shadows, the washed out looking characters. It, ugh, yeah, it's just lack of detail. There's not a lot of background on some of these pages. It's just the artwork is in this. It's in a little circle in the middle of the page. And then there's all this white space around it that's not being used. Whereas a lot of the old books, it was full full page art on every page. So that's bothering me. And yeah, I would just like to see somebody else's take on the classic Rainbow Bright. Because all of the old books, even though they were illustrated by different people, were very cons- consistent in the art style. I know, Renee, you've noticed a few differences here and there. But overall, if you were just paging through different books, you wouldn't know who illustrated which one. Because they all are very consistent and beautiful. And I'm just not a fan of this new style. I love the fact that there are many, many talented artists out there that can replicate the designs originally done by Gigi Santiago, that they can build upon them and improve upon them and make really beautiful characters. I mean, I can make a banner of all the different faces of Rainbow Bright just from the 80s, but even though there's a difference in the pattern, a difference in her eyelashes, a difference in her eyes, you still know that it's Rainbow Bright and... The each image was different, and I mm-hmm. this style that I'm currently seeing reminds me more of clip art. Yeah, that's a good way to put it because they are in different poses, but that's about the extent of the, dif- the differences. And even then, I would see the same head on patio green in two different places, you know, having the exact same expression on her face. And there's so little detail. And with these thick lines, there's no room for detail. So you, there wouldn't even be room to make her make another face because you've limited yourself on your canvas size when you use these thick lines to make the outlines of the characters. Ugh. I just, no, no more. And I want more stories. I love Rainbow Bright stories, but they have to be consistent with the old storyline and the old mythos if it's going to be in the classic style which these are yes i agree if this were feeling rainbow bright style books then all bets are off they can do whatever they want but these are drawn in the classic style so they need to match up with the classic mythos and some of these things are just not like the rope no that's not rainbow bright (laughs) and i would think that if you were if you were in a situation where, oh, you're surrounded by something sticky, I would probably think that Shy Violet would have been the one to solve that. <laughs> yes. She definitely could have come up with a, a potion to pour into the whatever they're standing in that would loosen it up or something. I don't know. Not Maybe not a potion. A uh, chemical compound. There we go. <laughs> potion sounds a bit too murky dismal. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I just, ugh, it bothers me. It won't bother kids. I'm sure they won't notice these things. They'll think it's fun that they're swiping their fingers and it's making sound and it's talking to them and saying 
And I do like the fact that the things the book says are not just repeated lines from the book. It's like you read this paragraph, something happens, then you swipe it and it says something else. So that's cool. It's it's almost adding more dialogue in an audio format. So that I really do enjoy that part of it. Um, and the batteries are replaceable. So if it ever dies, you can put more in. I'm glad it's not one of those where it's just buried in the back cover and once it dies, it's dead. Because <laughs> we've definitely got some old merchandise like that. Like there's some old puzzles that have this chip in the back that when you, I think it's when you dump the pieces out, it plays a song or something. But those have died over the years. The Color Castle from the 2003-2004 line, those batteries died years ago. They might be replaceable. I don't know. Mine's still in the box. They are replaceable. Uh, you get a screwdriver okay. and pop out a thing in the bottom. That's good. There's also a book from the 80s, I think, that played or plays somewhere over the rainbow. I can't remember which book it is right now. Uh, I it's think one it's, of, it's a golden Bryce melody book. Saves spring, I think. Yeah, I think you're right. But that one, again, once it dies, it's dead. Unless you want to go tearing the book up to replace the battery. So I am glad that this is replaceable. Now, in the 90s, uh, an interactive book was a book that had an extra panel on the right that you would have a symbol on it. And when you read to that symbol, you pressed it and then it made a sound. When I heard interactive mm -hmm. book, that's what I thought it was going to be. So yeah. Um, are you telling me that in this book, when you press a button, there's actually a line of dialogue that is not on the page. Yes. That is considering the lack of enunciation sometimes that I hear, especially towards the end of the book, I would want them to have had something because I had to ask you three times what it said. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe part of that it was just over a microphone that you were hearing yeah, it and not true, in person. True. But yeah, it's not buttons, it's all this swiping. So, like you said, I think it's going to get kind of dingy over time with little kids and they were grubby grubby hands so get your kids to wash their hands before they handle this and dry book. them you have to make sure they're dry yes or get them a little <laughs> pair of little white gloves no, I'm <laughs> <laughs> yeah i wonder if that would work I'll with gloves on but the, with the whole heat thing it might not i don't know well, remember how they actually made gloves that you could use on your smartphone because it actually had a little extra pad that would actually conduct the heat so that you could yeah. still use your smartphone with gloves? What if they actually made a little pair of gloves just for reading these books that you could put on so that you could still do the swipey, but you didn't ruin the book? That's a really good idea, actually. <laughs> and they could be rainbow gloves. Yeah. <laughs> with a little bitty star on the hand or... <laughs> See, that would have been great, but that would have driven up the price even more. And it's already a $19 or $19.95 book. Well, how much was the one that came with the socks? $14.95. Okay, I get it now. <laughs> yeah, but it, it's the technology that you're paying for. And it's a larger book in general. It's, well, I don't think it's wider. It's just, it's taller. It's not quite as... Well, you mentioned because it had a piece of electronic in it. And I remember long ago when we were talking about it, they wanted the rainbow, we wanted the rainbow bright color belt on the doll to actually make a noise. <laughs> oh, yeah, that would have been cute. So when you put her hand up to the belt, it would go. <laughs> that would have been adorable. And I'm sad because at the end of the book, it plays a little ditty 
along with everyone cheering. And it's not a Rainbow Bright Diddy. Like, could they really have not used part of the theme song? Or music from the show or something? It doesn't have the theme song. It doesn't have Rainbow Bright and Me. It doesn't have anything. Nope. Generic little happy ditty. Boo. Boo hiss. (laughs) It's, I mean, I'm still glad I got it. I'm happy that it's part of the collection, but... It's definitely not I'm not one I'm going to be pulling out and reading or looking at often at all. Because <laughs> it just, it doesn't jive with the rest of the Rainbow Bright books. Even the audiobooks, mm-hmm. it's a little off because it's not like, you know, being read to you. Yeah. Yeah, I, I miss audiobooks with that, in that sense, where it came with a physical book, but then it also had the cassette tape. Um, I loved that. I know you did as a kid, too. It helped you learn how to read. One thing that I really think, and again, this goes back to apps and things that I wish that they would put um, for these, would be like an audiobook app, which would be like the original book, and you'd have the page, and it would play the same audio, and then you could actually physically turn the page with your finger by swiping, and it would continue the story. I mean, these are, to me, these are relatively cheaper things to do because it's a digital format. You're not actually physically printing a book. You could pay whatever price it is to download the book and you would have it in it. It would, granted, it would be digital. It wouldn't be a physical copy, but you're making a book which mimics the style of a tablet by swiping your fingers. And You're right. you could just make it a digital book that you could put on your iPad, put on your on your own tablet, put it on your phone, and play with it with your kid. That's a really good idea. Because I know a lot of kids are using technology these days for things like that. And it's better than just sitting them down in front of the TV mm-hmm. for hours. Yeah, this is actually something they would be interacting with. There are words that they can learn and read. And it teaches them color, and it's happy and stuff. Yeah. I like that idea. But the artwork needs to be better. <laughs> I'm not, I do not want the same artwork on a digital book. Nope, well, nope, nope. One thing that we were discussing prior to recording was the amount of talent that is at Hallmark in the past and even in the present when it comes to the old artists being able to replicate the Rainbow Bright style enough that you could hardly tell between books that it was a different artist. And so mm-hmm. there, and they were done by several different people. So I know that the talent is there and I'm not dissing the original artist here who, who was doing these books. You know, I'm not trying to diss you. I'm just saying that I know that there are others and I know that there are different styles. And I would like to see yes. another style. Me and if you too. have the talent to do another style, please, by all means. And, you know, I was noticed, you've, well, you've seen these too. The artist who's doing the Rainbow Bright X-Men mashups. Oh, that's adorable and so beautiful and very I much. Know. And it's so spot on. Mm-hmm. Like, I actually met the artist at North Carolina Comic Con last year, and I was just looking through his other art because he has a lot of 80s cartoon mashups that he does. Or they're not all mashups. Um, a lot of them are, but some are just characters, you know, in different positions, different ages, different costumes, whatever. Um, 
So I was looking through like his He-Man and She-Ra stuff, etc. And I just happened to say, and I was dressed as Rainbow Bright at the time. And I just happened to ask, hey, have you ever thought of doing any Rainbow Bright? And he kind of shyly picks up a folder that was on top of something and said, you mean like this? Because he had already started working on them at that time. And I freaked out. Like, literally started squeeing my pants off and, like, squealing at this guy. And he just started laughing. <laughs> and, like, called his partner over. He was like, come meet this girl. She's freaking out over this. And, you know, then we got to talking about how much I love Rainbow Bright. And I gave him one of my cards. And he gave me his. So now we keep in touch online. But he is able to replicate the old style so perfectly and he is now changing it because he's obviously mashing it up with different characters. So he's giving them different costumes and hairstyles, etc. But if he can replicate it that perfectly, surely there are others. So if you, you know, I would say hire that guy. But if you're not going to hire that guy, hire someone else that can do the same thing because they exist. He's not the only one that could replicate the old Rainbow Bright style. Yeah, even in the art show, which displayed other Hallmark people doing Rainbow Bright. You know, there was a huge pool of people doing Rainbow mm -hmm. Bright. Good point. I think it would be cute to have one that in that one style that was like the bubble. It looked like it, it looked like that little chibi bubbly one from the art show that we really liked. The chibi you mean with the ones with like the big heads? With like tickled pink with the huge yes! pigtails? I yeah, yeah, yeah. That was cute. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't mind them doing a book in a new style like that. That could be fun. And then I probably wouldn't be as picky about it matching the old mythos. Mm -hmm. But then you're going to also get fans who say, oh, but that's not the Rainbow Bright I grew up with. I hate it. Uh, <laughs> that chibi style actually reminded me of uh, My Little Pony did a set like that where it was just a basic shape uh, of the character. Um, and this is, it was in the original style of the Rainbow Bright, but the lines were simple. It was very simple art. It almost looked like, um, oh, I can't think of it. Like a cookie. I don't know. But it was very simple. And there wasn't a lot of lines. There wasn't a lot of color. But you looked at it and you're like, you know, oh, that's Rainbow Bright. Oh, that's Tickle Pink. Oh, that's Stormy. And they were really, really cute. And I think having a line of stuff like that would be nice. It's still recognizable. Mm -hmm. You still know what it is. It's still in the classic style, but in a simpler form. So it's uh, it's cute. It's cute. If all I can say is it's chibi. It's cute. <laughs> I like cute things. Of course we do. We love Rainbow Bright and she's adorable. <laughs> yeah, I was just actually looking real quick because I thought that Jack Pullen was one of the artists that participated in the art show. I'm trying to find which ones he drew. He did the ones that were more like the 2009 style. Mm -hmm. At least the outfit. The outfit was more like the 2009. Um, but it was actually really cute. I remember liking this. And I loved his interpretation of Starlight. He did look a bit more like a My Little Pony. Mm -hmm. um, but not a knockoff. You know, It was different enough that he just looked like a chip more of a chibi starlight but this didn't have weird shading and shadows and washed out looking these are actually cute so i know that jack has the talent to do other stuff well 
I just, I don't know. And maybe it's not his fault. Maybe he has somebody directing him that's telling him he has to draw it this particular way. He might hate it too. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, I know he has the talent. And we, like, yeah, like you said, we've seen these other artists from Hallmark that have just as much talent. So either have him do different artwork styles or have someone else step in and give it a shot. I don't know. But something needs to change, in my opinion. We spent 20 minutes on this book rant. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding! We spent over 20 minutes on a book rant. That's hilarious. Oh my god. Which I think is about how long my video was. <laughs> <laughs> yes, if you if you want to um, hear more of Katie's thoughts on the book, she did rate uh, write a review, and it is on her YouTube channel. Uh, if you want to watch that. Yeah, in our brightcast absence, I've been doing a lot of videos just to, you know channel my own thoughts sometimes I just have things I want to talk about and we don't have time to necessarily connect and do an episode of Brightcast about it but I just want to get the information out there or I want to show you guys the new products so I've been doing a lot of those recently um, after the new 16 inch rainbow bright came out I did just a review of her but then I also did a separate episode that was just the history of large rainbow bright dolls. So it showed all the ones from the eighties up until the most recent. Um, it didn't show every single rainbow bright doll because there's a lot of different sizes and other characters, but this is just large rainbow bright herself dolls, which there are still a decent amount of, it was probably not a short video. I can't remember right now how long <laughs> it was, but yeah, so that was fun to do. Um, I've done just some eBay hauls because I'm always adding new collectibles to my Rainbow Land Museum. So I've been showing off some of the new stuff I've been getting online. I did get some more of the Truffle Shuffle items that we were talking about in the last episode because I just loved them too much. I had to have more. So I got like the leggings, the charm bracelet, that blue sweater, uh, the Christmas t-shirt, and the lunchbox. I think that's everything. Um, so I reviewed all of those items as well. And you gave away Yes. Jade Crow, congratulations for winning the dress. I still need to ship that to you. I swear I'm going to do that very soon. <laughs> um, but yeah, I ended up with two because one was the wrong size. So they sent me another. They were really sweet about it. Um, and then, yeah, I've reviewed the new dolls and books, and then I've started a new thing that I call the rainbowbright.net gazette. And those are just videos full of random stuff. Cause sometimes I have several things I want to talk about and I don't want to make three different videos because one thing might only take a minute to talk about. So I'll just put an eBay haul along with a doll review along with something else. So there's three episodes of that now. So if you want to go to YouTube, um, I think if you just go youtube.com slash rainbow bright net, or it might be slash user slash rainbow bright net, or just go to YouTube and search rainbow bright net. I assume any of those would get you to my channel and you can check those out. And then apart from truffle shuffle, we got a new apparel item from another company. Yes, uh, the we, I we got information from uh, our friend Tina, uh, who was found some Rainbow Bright boy shorts or undies or whatever you want to call them. 
<laughs> and they're adult sizes, so we can wear them. Yay! And they are cute. And I like the pattern. They are. They really are. This is the same company that made some boy shorts last year of Rainbow Bright, and they sold out crazy fast. So when they made the new ones, I made sure to order some right away. But so far, they have not sold out of any of the sizes last I checked. So I think they probably learned their lesson last year and made a higher quantity this time around. Yes, we will make sure to include a link to the store if you guys want to buy some. Yes. Yeah, they're like that bright aqua blue that I love so much with a paisley background and then rainbow bright starlight and twink in a few different poses on top of all that. They are super adorable. Yes, it's a very cluttered looking pattern, but they did something similar with some pajama pants a few years ago, too, and I thought they were cute. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. It's a bit busy, but yeah, it's rainbow bright. It's supposed to be colorful. It's all good. (laughs) Even if they did botch the transparency on some of the images. It's like not an error. It is art. You understand my art. Sure, sure. We'll, we'll just pretend that those areas were supposed to be white. Yeah, that works. <laughs> Nobody's going to notice except for crazy people like us that dissect every single rainbow bright thing that comes in front of our face but yeah overall they are really cute and good quality so i would recommend them and they do free shipping to the u.s even though they're a uk company so that's an added plus and this is not something new but it's a new bit of information that i saw on instagram and was like what so apparently some walgreens stores have little hallmark sections where they sell some Hallmark cards and other items. Mm -hmm. And a fan found a Twink doll, like the large Twink, at a Walgreens recently in Florida. Well, I'm in Florida. I didn't find it at my Walgreens. I I feel insulted. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm curious, um, you know, fans, if you go to Walgreens and you see Rainbow Bright stuff, let me know. I haven't been to any in my area since finding this out to look. Um... But, yeah, I just thought that was kind of cool. Anytime I go to uh, Walmart, I always take the sticker section because that's where the stickers came out from the 2009 ones. And I keep on checking to see if we get new ones. (laughs) That would be awesome. Oh, God, it's sad. Here it is. I am 35 years old. When I go out to the store, I beeline for the cards and the kids section. I don't know why. Oh, totally. Those are the best parts. There are some really cute dolls out these days, and I've been seeing some fans make custom Rainbow Bright dolls out of these new dolls. Like, there's some new Disney ones, especially. I think you've probably seen them recently, too. They just have these adorable chibi faces, and people are... Well, our friend Michael took the body of the new 16-inch Rainbow Bright and put the Disney doll's head on it with new yarn hair and made her look like Rainbow Bright. And then another artist has had custom material printed and then made costumes for the dolls or outfits. They don't really look like the original Color Kid costumes, but they've made outfits of their color and, you know, rerouted their hair and so forth to make them look like the Color Kids. So 
Yeah, there's some cute stuff going on out there with our crafty Rainbow Bright fans. Those chibi faces are really, really super cute. And they really do remind me of the 2009 Taller Doll, where they had those big eyes mm-hmm. and it was so cute. Yes. And I like that they have different expressions on their face. Yes. Like the one they used for Red Butler especially. He has this little smirk. <laughs> it's so perfect. <laughs> Rainbow Bright fans are so talented. And I love the fact oh. that... Uh, these are I've seen them on Instagram. They are so adorable. I just if I if I were to actually see something like that at the store, I would be crying because I'd want it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but I still want so, yeah. I still want mini dolls. Yeah, these are big dolls. I still want a set of small dolls that I could pose. Yeah. I still want that. Agreed. We need our 12-inch Stormy. Where is she? Yes. Where is she? In a classic <laughs> Miss Tell style box so that she matches all our others. Yes. And a Moonglow so that everyone can own one. <laughs> Not just people in Germany and people with money because she's expensive. <laughs> For real? How much was yours? <sighs> oh gosh, this was so many years ago. I feel like it was maybe 150. Oh god. Mine Something was like two. that. I paid, oh. I paid 200 for mine. And I could be remembering wrong. It might have been more than that, but for some reason my brain is thinking it was around that. And mint in box is over 1000. Holy crap. Oh yeah. I think I- the last one went for 3 grand. Have you seen the person that is trying to sell the Starlight mint in box for $1000? Yes. Oh my Ridiculous. god. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. <laughs> well, at least nobody's paying it. Mm-hmm. They can list it all they want. They're the ones wasting money on eBay fees. <laughs> but I just wanted to mention because we like to bring up when Rainbow Bright is mentioned in pop culture, and the soup did a little sketch, we'll we'll say, of Rainbow Bright several years ago. This is probably ten years ago now. Of Joel McHale dressed as Rainbow Bright. And it was hysterical. There was a little dog dressed as Twink and whatever. Well, the soup show ended recently. It was canceled or just taken off the air. Whatever you want to call it. And in their finale, they brought back kind of the greatest hits. They replayed all of their most popular sketches. And the Rainbow Bright sketch was in there. So I just love that it was so popular that it made the top... 10 or I don't I honestly don't know how many sketches were in that finale but it made the top whatever to make it into the finale so that says something good about Rainbow Bright too even if it was making fun of her a little bit (laughs) I I love the fact that again they did their research on that and (laughs) uh, yes and that they used uh, original clips from the cartoon that was funny totally uh, I want to say this started back when they were t- turning uh, Transformers into a movie and they were talking about the next 80s cartoon to be a movie. Oh, I bet you're right. <laughs> oh, yep, that would make sense. Good times. But with talking about the custom-made dolls, uh, the artist online, Elidor, who made those wonderful... Rainbow Bright Prince from Tee Public uh, last year. Uh, she has expanded her Rainbow Girl parody line 
to cowcow.com uh, and TeePublic to include tons of dresses, full rainbow bright costumes. Uh, the dog tags are really cute. She does Rainbow Land. She does Rainbow Bright. It's it's just amazing the stuff that is coming out. What's some of your favorites? Because I know you own some of them. I do. And I'm going to be doing a review video of nothing but cow cow stuff soon. Because I reviewed one or two things in a video with other stuff. But I've ordered some more since then. And I got the wrong size of the hoodie. So I had to get a different one. Um, but yeah, the, the costume hoodie I think is probably my favorite. Because it's so reminiscent of Rainbow Bright's dress. And because it was inspired by her, obviously. And nothing like that had ever been made before. Um, I think we talked about, or, or did we? I don't know if we ever talked about the She-Ra hoodie. 80stees.com was going to make a She-Ra costume hoodie. And they were getting it crowdfunded through this thing called thirstypretzels.com, which was an offshoot of 80stees.com. But sadly, it did not get funded. So... Now they are going back to edstees.com and they're going to be producing it there, um, but it's not there yet. So I don't know when that's going to become available, but their plan right now anyway is to make that available on edstees.com where they have a bunch of other costume hoodies. But this was the first one for a female character. The only female costume hoodie I'd ever seen on there was Olaf from Frozen and he's a male character. It was just a female hoodie um, or one made for a female body. But this was this is going to be, if they make it, the first female character made into a costume hoodie. So I was super excited about that being made and was thinking, oh, if they do that and it's successful, maybe they'll make a rainbow bright one. Um, but thankfully, Elador filled that gap. So we have one now and it's fantastic. So the hoodie's my favorite. And then the dress, well, there's a few different styles of the dress, but the skater dress in the long sleeve and short sleeve, those are my favorites because they're super comfortable. They're like a, a spandex. Uh, what's the other material? It's spandex and something else. So it, it's that type of material. It's very cool and it just hangs nicely. Um, and it's not super tight unless you get the wrong size. Um, but it's, yeah, it just flows and it's soft and it's, and you can just throw it on and you're rainbow bright. I mean, how, you can't get much easier than that. Like, you might need to put on some rain, rainbow leggings and shoes to go with it. But you're practically done when you just put the dress on. So And she made fantastic. rainbow leggings. Yes! I need to get some of those. I do not have the leggings yet. And she made a t-shirt, which I don't have that yet either, that's styled like Rainbow Bright's costume. So I'll be interested to see how that one turns out. But... Oh, I love all the stuff. I love it all. And then she has some mashups um, over on TeePublic. And she even did a fan art. I think it's on both TeePublic and CowCow. That's a steampunk rainbow bright, which is so cute. <laughs> and I'm not big into the whole steampunk movement or thing, whatever. Um, I appreciate it. I like seeing it on other people, but it looks way too com complicated for me to get into. But... It's Yeah, it's a cool style, so when I see someone dressed as Steampunk Rainbow Bright or fan art like this, I always think it's adorable. And this one's epically adorable because, yeah, her face is just so cute! <laughs> so, yeah. I'll be getting more and reviewing more Cow Cow stuff in the future, I am sure. And I did just get some new Tee Public shirts as well because they had a sale recently. So I'll probably do a video review of those too. 
But I just love that when, because, you know, Hallmark gave us some apparel last year in the corporate stores. We got those t-shirts. Um, oh, which thank you but for then, sending me one for Christmas. That was very nice of you. Aw. Yeah, welcome. Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> and then on Hallmark.com, they've had a couple of adult t-shirts since then. But then they kind of stopped. I mean, they're still there, or at least one of them. I think one may have sold out, but I think the tweak one is still there. Um, but they haven't made any more since then. So I'm, I'm waiting. I'm hoping they're going to make more, but in the meantime, I'm glad that there are other venues such as these to get some rainbow inspired clothing so we can show our fanaticism wherever we go. Yes. One thing I, I think would be cool is, um, to have rainbow bright shirts, uh, where the art is in the style of a tattoo. Ooh. So that way that you could look cool. that way you could wear it because there is having a print like a t-shirt print and then there's a tattoo style because they have these chest tattoos which I've seen some rainbow bright ones on some fans and oh my god they're amazing. And yes. The sleeves that some people have tattooed on them, oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. But if those were actually prints that were on shirts and stuff that you could wear, they would be classic, they would be fun. Yeah, I could see that. I could totally see that. So yeah, and I I do hope they make some more kids clothing too, especially now that they're getting these new dolls. And I'm seeing lots of pictures of kids playing with them. Uh, And the episodes are available on YouTube, thankfully, so they can watch them there if their parents know to look. Um, But then they don't have anything to wear to go with it and that's sad i would love for little kid little kids to have shirts and things to wear to school and then they could meet other friends that like rainbow bright and well yeah you have that dress the skater dress for example that's from truffle shuffle that has the pattern of the sheets i love Mm -hmm. seeing all those cute little toddler dresses that are on instagram oh my god they're so adorable it's like part of me hates the idea of people ripping up yes. rainbow bright bed sheets because <laughs> those things are vintage, man. They're rare. Well, they're going to be rare if you tear them all up, but they are making really cute rompers and dresses and skirts and things out of that material that the kids can wear. So I get it. And it is adorable. One, um, one thing that I also wanted to mention that I enjoyed, um, is did you realize that there was actually a lot of Rainbow Bright merch from the 80s that was actually made in the U.S.? That's just awesome. Actually, yeah, you're right. There was a decent amount. Uh, you wouldn't find that these days. <laughs> but uh, when when discussing the sheets, I remember in a previous episode we were discussing the pattern. I mixed up the sheet that I was thinking about. There's the sheets that I had as a kid and there's this new sheet I had just gotten that had the color kids on it that had Murky and Lurky. Uh The original sheet did not have Murky and Lurky. It was the second set of sheets. The rare set of sheets that has Murky and Lurky on it. Um, (laughs) I just... Gotcha. I wanted to go ahead and speak out. I messed up! (laughs) It happens! Yep. Because well, I'm glad you brought that to my attention because I didn't even notice that you messed up. So <laughs> now dress, I need to look at some pictures. To- <laughs> the dress pattern of the truffle shuffle dresses is the same pattern from the bed sheets. 
The only thing that I do not know, because again, I don't have the truffle shuffle dress, maybe you can tell me, is based on the bed sheets and based on the dress, what is the color print like? Did they make the dress a faded color or is it still the vibe? Sorry, is it still the vibrant, bright colors from the original bed sheets if you had never washed them? Yeah, it's vibrant. I haven't put it right beside a pair of sheets to really compare, mm-hmm. but I would not call it faded at all. Yeah, it's okay. nice and vibrant. If you can, at like some it. point, do a side by side from the bed sheets to the dress, I would love to see that. Instagram that thing for me. <laughs> okay. You got it, dude. Sweet. <laughs> Which reminds me, Instagram, my most popular picture that I've posted this month has been of the cookies I posted the other day. What is it about people and food? (laughs) (laughs) Food and cats. Yes! (laughs) That's what people love on Instagram. (laughs) That's really funny. It's like I post a picture of my rainbow fret cup with a a package of tea and uh, some macaroons I had got. And, and... It had like 50 likes before the end of the day. I'm like, what? <laughs> it was a really cute photo. Just the way you had it set up. But yeah, just, just I love that. Everyone's hungry. <laughs> <laughs> Which well, were... they were colorful cookies, so that helps. They are. They are so cute. Have you seen those? Yes. Oh, my God. They oh, t- they're so addicting. And they taste so good. They're not super sweet. Um but in addition to posting that picture on Instagram, I have been posting on Instagram and on Facebook a rainbow bright alphabet. It was something it was something fun that I thought would help fill some time and uh, that I hope fans enjoyed where it's just A is for whatever, A, B, C, D, and it had a bit of rainbow bright trivia. Some of it was stuff that you may or may not have known, um, but... Uh, it was pointed out to me that because I went A, B, C, I also did red, orange, yellow, green. So if you put the letters side by side, it still goes into the pattern of a rainbow. From rainbow to indigo and then back to red. So red all the way to indigo and then back to red. Um, Because of that, when I got to I and I was for indigo... It wasn't indigo. (laughs) And it's like, I know this. And subconsciously it bugged me. (laughs) But I wanted to stay with the rainbow pattern. So that way, if you took all the letters, you lined them up, you still had a rainbow pattern. Sorry. I love it. I love it. You are forgiven for not making the eye indigo. (laughs) Well, I have been asked to do a second set to uh, include more trivia. So uh, I may do it again, this time with lowercase alphabet um, in a different background and more trivia. So that's going to be terrible because I still have no idea what I'm going to do for X this time. (laughs) Yeah, good luck with that. (laughs) Oh, boy. So, um... Anyway, look again for the uh, uh, the lowercase edition of the Rainbow Bright Alphabet. <laughs> yeah, those are super, super cute. I've been enjoying those a lot. Aww, a whole lot. You. Well, the last yeah. one was posted on uh, February 13th. So that was the last one. Uh, 
So I'm by the time this episode airs, I may have another setup, or I may not. I'm still thinking about it. So uh, we'll see. <laughs> Sweet. And I love that you did Onyx for X. Yeah. <laughs> because since our last episode, sadly, the mascot dog over on the rainbowbright.net side, my little Onyx, the dachshund, has passed away. So I love that, that it was just, it made me smile when I saw it. Anything that references Onyx makes me smile, obviously, but especially with the timing. Because um, I know I've mentioned her on the podcast before. I do at least still have one pet with a Rainbow Bright inspired name, my little cat Wisp. She's still alive and kicking and she's young. She'll be around a long time. But Onyx, had I had been with her since she was a puppy for 15 years she actually made it past her 15th birthday and past the day that I brought her home. So, yeah, she had a good long run. Um, but I'm glad that she is no longer suffering as well. One thing that I look about look at with Onyx is that your entire, practically your entire Rainbow Bright career being online and working on the website and starting your collection, she was there. Yeah. So she, You're right. Every She's part, basically been there my entire adult life. <laughs> so every part of that you you shared with her. And I understand that not having her anymore is like closing that chapter. But yeah. she was, it was a great read. And I, I'm pretty sure she was a very, very happy puppy. Aw, thanks girl. That You're means welcome. a lot. So yeah, if anybody else ever gets a pet and names it Onyx, let me know. Because I would love for that to, that little um, trend to catch on I love and be that, carried on. I love it with, that they actually refer to uh, when a pet passes, uh, that passage of the Rainbow Bridge. Oh yeah, big time. Yeah. That, that whole imagery makes me very happy. And I'm a hobbyist singer and so of course I would sing to her every night and I did this since the day I brought her home I always love telling this story because okay she was a tiny little puppy two months old and I had about a half an hour drive from the place I picked her up to my house and I put her in her little dog carrier put her in the front seat with me and then we started driving and she was scared obviously because she was in a car she was with someone she knew a little bit but didn't know super well because I had visited with her several times but I wasn't a familiar yet. Um, so she started crying. She was whimpering and whining. And I felt so bad that she was scared. So I did what I almost always do <laughs> in a situation like that. I start singing because that helps children, um, helps a lot of animals, things like that. So I was like, let's just give this a shot. And literally, the moment I started singing, she stopped whimpering. She stopped whining. And as long as I kept singing, she was fine. If I ever stopped, she started up again. So I just sang the entire half an hour ride home. Uh, so it just, it became a, a bonding thing between the two of us. And every night before bed, I would sing her a lullaby. And our favorite lullaby has always been somewhere over the rainbow. So that was the one that was, I mean, it had always been special to us, but especially at the end um, or towards the end that imagery of her being over the rainbow became even more important to me. So I got a little um, memorial stone made and it has the lyrics from that song on it. Just the line where it says somewhere over the rainbow skies are blue and the dreams that you dare to dream really do come true. So that's out 
um, over her grave, her grave site with her little stone with her name on it. And it's got a little rainbow on it. And I got another little rainbow figurine. I don't know what you want to call it. At PetSmart in the aquarium section, they make little rainbows that are for aquariums. <laughs> They're these adorable little high quality rainbows. Um, so I got one of those and put it out as well. So she is surrounded by rainbows um, in this world and the next. And <laughs> hopefully I'll see her again someday. But I just love, and I mean, especially the rainbow bright connotation with her name. But it was always cool. Well, for two reasons. One, the name Onyx for a black dog is pretty common, but not her spelling. So anytime I would take her to a vet or anywhere where I would have to spell it out for them, it was always that, oh, that's interesting. And every once in a while, somebody would, would actually get it. They would get the reference. They'd say, oh, isn't that from Rainbow Bright? And I would always be like super impressed. And then we'd get too squeeing about Rainbow Bright. Um, so it was always that cool juxtaposition between a common name and a not so common name with the whole spelling. So I would love for other people to do that with their own pets and other Rainbow Bright character names too, not just Onyx, obviously. There are many to choose from that are wonderful pet names. But she will be the one and only Onyx for me. So thank you very much for tuning in. We hope we made your day a little bit brighter. Make sure to visit us at thebrightcast.com. Visit uh, us on Facebook. That's facebook.com forward slash brightcast. You can always give us a call at 702-900-7827 or 700-900-STAR. Um. <laughs> I don't remember now. <laughs> oh, wait. I've got it here. 702900 star. Yeah, there we go. Um, 7827. If, if you want, uh, there's also a link on thebrightcast.com on how to uh, talk to us if you want to send us uh, a voicemail not using the voicemail box. And of course, uh, what else? I think that's about it. Is that it? Yeah. And okay. visit us all on social media all over the place. Yes, remember. She is rainbowbright.net. I'm rainbowbright.co. And that's it for this episode. So until next time, have have a rainbow rainbow day! Joining our powers combined, we are Brightcast! (laughs) Whee! I feel like (laughs) Captain Planet over here, like Captain Rainbow. Back. Don't go away.